make sure history never forgets the name. Sci-fi melody. Got out. <sighs> Man, Rage is late again. This is getting annoying. I'm about ready to get rid of him. Yeah, like whenever he shows up. Finally! He's logged on. Rage, why do you keep doing this? Oh, uh, uh, oh my god, it worked! Revival! Okay, what? No time to explain. I might only have seconds this time. Four? Guys, don't kick me out of the podcast. It'll have dire consequences, not just for the podcast, but for your kids. I don't even have kids. Mark, you're sounding crazy. No, just listen! Scott, after you kick me out, it creates a skewed timeline paradox which reverses the life superflow. I thought I was the techno-babbler here. Stop talking! I only have... Oh no, not yet, not yet! For your daughter! Don't kick me out! Uh, what just happened? It's kind of like he got erased. Erased. From existence. Sci-Fi Melody, Symptom 238, Erased, Let's but not forgotten. Welcome back, sickies, to the last month of Anime April. Okay, I'm not even going to try with that. <laughs> did a better job with that. So, uh, we'll have Ruck do it. Anime April, sing it. Um, Anime April. Hey, <laughs> well, go back and listen to the month intro, Sickies. Nonetheless, it's anime, I'd like to. It's anime, it's anime. Okay, now I have it stuck. There we go. Now you got it. <laughs> so, Mark, I'm going to say something though. When you yelled, you yelled revival. Uh-huh. For some reason, all I could think Logan's of Logan's run. No, I was thinking of uh, my my Baptist upbringing and the summer revivals that would happen where you had mm-hmm. we went to church every day for a week. Awesome. I could do that then. <laughs> I think I'll start one just for kicks to see what happens. I'm not the only one that remembers those, right? Uh, I never did that. So, nope, just you, Looney Tune. You never had, like, okay. Nope. <laughs> nope. I feel spared. <laughs> so, <laughs> at any rate, Sickies, today is kind of interesting in my mind because this is very much a, uh, I'm calling this a sci fi malady casatorium. Uh, crossover event because when you go if you watch this anime which by the way i highly recommend uh it is very much it is in my mind far more true crime than it is sci-fi it is sci-fi for sure but it's it's a combination and i can completely understand why ruck chose this one for us so uh before wait, we get into wait, our usual... Wait, 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 wait. You see this is more true crime than science fiction? Oh, sure. The central tenet is that he can go back in time to set right what once went wrong, and if no one else heard Dr. Sam Beckett and Quantum Leap but, in the opening of this... But it's not about... But here's the thing. It's not about the how or the why or anything else. That's, that's just the means to the end. The story itself is a crime story. I was getting a strong manga version of Quantum Leap. I just really was. Well, I, mean, I was it, waiting it for is. Al to it show is. up with Ziggy. <laughs> yeah, well, it is, but that's the difference why it's not, because it's just revival. He goes back. Oh, I definitely don't know see why, the, don't know how, it's not essential. I definitely see the true crime and like detective noir type of stuff to this, for sure. 
Right. It's not essential, the sci-fi part, why it works. You don't need it. It, it works. Mm-hmm. That's all you need right now. Whereas Quantum Leap, there was a method to the madness. and um, well, It's also really refreshing because it's one of those animes that's like, okay, instead of going to a different universe, this time we're just going back in your own time stream. Yeah, it's Hokkaido, Japan in 1988. There's nothing crazy. The only part that's unbelievable is that he's leaping between time. Everything else is totally believable. So, to that end, though, I want to... Well, except uh, for one other... There's one thing that might be unbelievable, but we'll continue. <laughs> okay, alright then. So, but as I said, because I'm, this is kind of a quesitorium thing, I want to ask Ruck here for a minute. Uh, what what about this one stood out to you? Because of all the myriad of anime we could have done this month that would have been much more appropriate for sci-fi, you aimed at this one. And I'm glad you did, by the way, but you aimed at oh, this yeah. one. So what was it about this one that made you say that one for sci-fi malady fits? And I want to um, do that. So for this anime, when I think uh, when I was thinking of anime, just in general, so I, I've said I've said this on I think the two other the three other ones that we've done, but this anime erased uh, is by far my favorite anime because it tells its story. It's done in twelve episodes. You can binge it in a day, um, and it doesn't go past what it needs to, which Funny is that yeah great because. There's no uh, sequel 45 years later where, oh no, now your kid has revival. What are you going to do now? Um, but it tells its story great. Uh, I, get a, I get to know all the characters and like all the characters, but I think the biggest thing for me is that it's just so much fun. Like, even when you're, like, the suspense the suspense of figuring out who it is over time and just like, Oh no. Or like the scary moments where you're fi- trying to figure out like, Oh no, what's going to happen? Like the moment I keep coming back to, uh, in the anime is when, um, Kayo, the, the girl who gets killed, uh, where she is in the bus, the, the broken down bus mm-hmm. and she's sitting there and the killer comes into the bus mm-hmm. and you're like, Oh no, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? What's going to happen? And that's what, that's the moment that keeps dragging me back into it. The suspense is so great. And you get this feeling. And as for why I picked it for sci-fi malady one, I just really wanted you guys to watch it so that I can show other people this awesome anime. Uh, but two, I do think that uh, the traveling back in time, traveling between time, whatever you want to call it, his ability revival. I think it's very sci-fi esque. It reminds me of like you, like we said in the intro, like doc Brown's time machine without the DeLorean. It's like, sure. You can go back. So I was like, well, we have to do something to this extent. No, I figured it was trying to promote something, but it fit. It was a very good fit for what we're doing. Plus, what I like about it is that it is probably a lesser known anime. Had we done something like Neon Genesis, everybody knows that. And how many people have talked about that? Whereas this is probably a lesser one known one that definitely deserves a lot more attention. Um, so I'm glad you picked this one. And, and so, uh, I'm going to briefly touch on the plot and, ah, boy, I really, I'm going to try to do it as best I can without giving away spoilers too much, but I know we're a spoiler show. So 
I know uh, you can you can spoil it because in the fun facts I spoil it. <laughs> All right, cool. So yeah. if you don't, I'm going to. Then let's go. I w- I'm just going to say I don't know how you can actually explain this without spoilers. Yeah, right, it's not right. possible. I d- no, it's not really. I mean, it's it's about. I d- and I thought about that for a long time. How do I do it? But uh, what the heck? We've already we've already established that it's um we're a spoiler show so anyway so the story is basically about satoru fujinuma who's a young man he lives in chiba which is in tokyo and he has this little ability called revival which he knows it's going to happen when there's a little butterfly he sees a blue glowing butterfly and he jumps back in time usually it's just a brief moment where he could stop something like the first episode he saves a kid from a guy who's has a heart attack while driving a truck but then it shows him going back in time to 1988 when he was a child in hokkaido where um a young girl that he went to school with um i already forgot her name what's her name the first one she was murdered and he saw her the night she was murdered and realized i could have done something but i didn't and so this time around, he goes through the effort to try to save her and everyone else, plus his mother, who gets killed in modern time, which at that time, I believe, was 2006. Um, and it just becomes a long going, bouncing back and forth between 1988 and 2006 with him trying to orchestrate events so that uh, Kayo and Hiromi and others don't get kidnapped and killed. Including his mother. It, including his yeah. mother. And there are so many twists and turns here because, for example, Kayo's mother is an abuser, and you just pr- presume she, she abuses her child and shoves her in a shed. And so you just presume she's the one that did it until you find out it wasn't her. And then you have the teacher, who the classroom teacher, who you, you're always sort of expecting you're always wondering, like, towards the end, especially, like, I wonder if he's the killer. But then they always drop something else that make you think, no way, he's not. And then he, of course, turns out to be the killer. Spoiler. And, well, we already established <laughs> And, of course, the final time when, um, in, at the final revival iteration where Satoru saves everybody, he winds up, his teacher winds up driving him off a cl- uh, into a river to kill him and he survives but he's comatose and he wakes up and the only reason his joints work or anything is because his mother comes over to you know work the muscles so he doesn't atrophy and because of the friends he made they help set a trap for the teacher to get caught and then Satoru goes on and becomes a big manga star lucky jerk. Uh, <laughs> so, Living the ZTF dream there, baby. I know, right? That's exactly what I was thinking. I was like, oh, I hate you, Satoru, for winning. Uh, <laughs> but it is really... I'm not going to spoil everything because I do sickies. I do want you to go see the twists and turns the way this works out. But suffice it to say, uh, it is a well-written without me i there are not that i could find offhand immediately there's no real holes in this story that would make you say wait what 
uh, you know, maybe some of my cohorts will be able to point that out and say, well, you missed this one, Rage, which... Just a glaring one, but... Well, the nice thing was that, A, that he kept his memories when he jumped back in time. Yes, why, that was necessary. Yeah, so, again, he knew what was going to happen. He knew certain things. So when he was jumping, you know, back in time, he knew, well, if I do this... I should save her. If I do this, I will save him. If I do this... Yeah, yeah so it was this idea. What's, yeah, what's nice about his memory, too, is that he's, like, it's a believable memory. Like, he doesn't remember everything very clearly. He just remembers, like, bits and pieces that can help him. It's not right. like, I remember at this exact time. Like, you see throughout the show, like, he's still, like, remembering things. Like, Oh yeah, this happened like yeah. all those years ago. Like when I completely he, like, forgot about that. When he went to the science center, when they went to the science center, and he was like, "Oh, she said this, but wait a minute, she, we weren't together when I went to the science center. I told that to her later." I, exactly. One of the things yeah. I really liked about it is the way too that it's not easy to change history. You exactly you don't know you're not the butterfly effect where you do one little thing differently than you used to and you create something entirely radically different you have to really really try to change the past or it's going to go the way it did before again yeah the whole history abhors a paradox and also even when he changes history and he succeeds it doesn't like drastically change everything yeah, you know, all of a sudden, they're exactly. It's not like, oh, hey, I'm the prime minister of Tokyo from a comatose bedside. You know. Now I have a question, yeah. Mark. You said that you find out that Kyle's mother isn't the abuser, but I did. I did. I see that wrong because what I got no, no, out of no, that no. Was, I said she's not. Right. I'm sorry. Did I say abuser or I should have? I should have the said abuser. Killer. Yeah. Okay. No, abuser. you find out she was not. You find out she wasn't the killer. Yeah, and she was. Uh, that, that that is one nice thing that this thing does do. Is it does keep you guessing, and it sets Absolutely. up. I don't. I don't want to say red herrings as much as misleads, because again, I think misleads are probably more accurate. Because again, you don't know, and you're experiencing this through his eyes, trying to figure it out. It, it also planted red herrings that weren't red herrings, or like, or or things yeah. that weren't. Yes. They looked like they were red, her- like like the candy in his glove box. Yeah. Oh, that made perfect sense. That was you're let watching ta- that going. Let me this talk is an about that obvious scene, red man. herring. Yeah, let me talk about that scene real quick. So the first time I watched this this anime, I was sitting down and I binged it, uh, and I was like, okay, I've watched. So I watched Erased a total of six times now uh, with my viewing this week, and whenever whenever I do, I, I always like to notice new little things, and in that scene. I always like was like, why did he have candy in his car? Like, and then I was like, oh wait, because he's kidnapping children. <laughs> exactly. Um, I was like, oh, and I didn't catch that my first time. I was just like, why? Why is it like this? So intense. This moment so intense. I figured that out on like my third or fourth viewing, and I felt really dumb after that. I was like, man, oh, I get why it's so intense now. They I also that too, but then when he pulls out the well, it helps me when I get a cigarette fix. It's like, oh well, it well, actually. It was might. Almost, I, so, I, yeah. I liked that because it was it's such a cliche that it was like ah, duh, smoking. Make okay, I'm just going with it. Exactly, it makes you think like, oh, of course the killer would have. Oh, 
Well, a recovering smoker would have that too. They also, yeah. They also, um, in the first flashback or not flashback, return to the present. They show the mm-hmm. teacher walking away, kind of hidden. But they don't show you enough to say that it's him. But if you're really paying attention in the rewatches, I think you can see it's him. Yeah. Yeah. And, well, and the mother knows. She's like, I suspect yeah. it's him. At what but she point, never had any proof. At what point did you end up believing it's the teacher? I, first time watching this, I got it. Third episode is when I started thinking it was him. Okay, that that's far earlier than me because I, he snuck into the he he snuck into the old mobile um, trailer, and I thought, oh, that's the teacher. But then I'm like, I had to have missed that. It just looked like him or something. It can't be the killer. He had to be there for a legitimate reason. And then the candy. I think the candy's earlier. But about yeah. that point in time, I was like, I this might be the teacher. Well, only reason. Well, only reason why I started suspecting him was only reason was because of how he seemed to know about the abuse to her mm. and well that made she- let, let, it made me suspicious and then just little details but again that put it towards me because i also figured out he's a male so it kind of eliminates some others and he's roughly a certain height and certain things where it's like okay this guy's a very intelligent person who has thought these things through. This teacher seems like a very intelligent, you know, he might be it. Now, of course, I'm not sitting there going, I knew it for a hundred percent. I became suspicious though. Uh, you get, you made him a suspect. Yes. Mm. Okay. I, didn't, not, I hadn't done that. Yeah. I'm not, I, I put him as a suspect by then. I didn't, I mean, this show did a really good job until it really reveals it that, you're not 100% sure. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. again, it does so many misleads that you're just like, eh, I think, right. I think, but nah, m- maybe, nah. <laughs> we are in yeah. rips and picks right now, right? Well, yeah, we're kind of, no, I mean, not, we're just uh, kind of giving our initial thoughts. Okay. But, uh, well, here's one of the things you know, I really liked as an initial thought. It, all right. Almost a pick. I like the fact that he's not using this superhero time travel ability for any, as you said, any world-changing things. He's just trying to go back to stop the death of three kids who are significant in and of themselves, but not globally significant. He's not trying to go back and stop Ted Bundy. He's not trying to go back and stop Adolf Hitler. He's just trying to go save his three friends and his mother. Well, and he can only go back to a certain time anyway, certain time and place anyway. So it sounds like Revival has almost a will of its own. Well, there's this. If you, yeah, but you the, don't know the first season, the first episode, sorry, not season, first episode. It kind of brings up that it only happens to him, and he doesn't have any control over it. Right. Yeah. It just happens, and he's done it before, so he knows what to look for. But when it happens, there's one key moment that gives you that clue that this is linked to the past. Is when he's in that car park. With his mom, grocery shop. Yeah, yeah. And he he says that, and she's like, "You did this before when you were a kid. That time when they got kidnapped." Mm-hmm. And that's Which when means she, he's he's had it his entire life. Yes, but right. it also links it to that past moment, and also links the idea of she's looking out looking for someone stealing a kid. 
And that's how she notices it, how she gets killed, and how he suddenly decides that he needs to go back in time to save his mom. He needs to save these kids, too. Yeah. And that's when that link comes along, and he jumps way further than he's ever jumped before. To hearken back to what we watched last week, uh, Akita, uh, I mentioned last week one of my biggest rips for that movie was you needed to watch it so many times to understand it. Um, where uh, this this uh, show, Erased, uh, you watch it one time, you get the story, but the more you look into it, the more you get out of it. Uh, so you can watch it the first time, get the story, but like the more you look into it, the more you're like, oh, whoa, that's a cool little detail that I missed this time. And I, I noticed it this time. After of watching this so many times, like every time I watch it, I find something new. I'm like, oh, I didn't even notice that. Oh, I don't didn't even notice that. Like like you just said, Thomas, like the car park scene, like that's an uh that's an a mirror to the past. You see other cool stuff that I'll mention in the fun facts as well, where it's like, oh man, that's really cool. I didn't can't believe I didn't notice that the first time. And it's also interesting how <clears throat> Well, I'll save that for rips and picks. But uh, so we've talked a lot about the plot here. And uh, as always, we love to have our fun facts. But today, I thought we'd uh, hand that off to our Casatorium guy, Ruck, who's got all the fun facts about this. Don't you, Ruck? I have, I have a few. Um, and, and they're pretty plain, pretty simple, pretty easy. Uh, I love this anime. Uh, like I said earlier, I've watched it a total of now six times. Uh, and I think over three quarters of these fun facts are ones that I just kind of noticed myself. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, that's cool. Uh, a few of them I actually had to like look up and I was like, oh, let me just see a quick fun fact. Uh, but to start off, the first one. Um, so the first one I noticed on my third watch through. But if you look very closely, um, in the show, you can see a string, or uh, later you get to know it as the spider's web, right. above some of the people right before they are going to be killed. Um, you can see it when the mom is calling her friend, the reporter friend. Uh, you can also see it on, uh, what's his face? My brain is having a fart. On uh, Satoru's, uh, above his head, right before Satoru's about to get pushed off the roof. Uh, you can also see it on, uh, I believe her name is Aya, the third girl who you don't see too much of, uh, who gets kidnapped when you can see it on her when she's like, uh, running, uh, right before they get picked up in Mr. Uh, Yashiro's car. Uh, you can see it above her head. So I thought that was a really cool thing, uh, that I noticed. I was like, oh, no way. You can see the spider's web like that. He talks about later. Um, the second fun fact, uh, in the anime, Satoru calls, uh, his mom a witch, uh, a whole bunch of times in his head. Like she can read his mind. Yeah. Uh, it actually mirrors, uh, what he calls Kayo's mom, uh, in his brain when he calls her a bitch. <laughs> I thought that was just funny. I was like, mm. oh, that's a nice little fun fact. Well, uh, I, I was going to say that whole thing was very interesting because it, it was like, a she doesn't age. And he mentions that, and also she 
pretty much seems to read his mind all the time. Now, admittedly, they also kind of give that she's a reporter and is, can, is very perceptive. Yeah. There's a very interesting aspect of it where I was like, is this trying to do supernatural things? But it never did. So it was very interesting. Yeah, it was. It, it's a cool little thing. I I've, I thought at first that she was actually a witch. Um, but I, the more you look at it, the more it's just like, oh, I guess she, they're just playing up the perception in it. Um, third fun fact. Uh, this one I found out by accident one time because I had to use the bathroom on my fourth watch of the show. I paused it during the intro. And like I said, uh, or like we've been kind of talking about the killer, uh, the killer is kind of hiding in plain sight. The anime doesn't try to try to hide him too, too well. Uh, and if you pause the opening at the very right spot, when Satoru's glasses break, when he gets shot, you can see Yashiro in one of the reflections of the glasses. Oh, yeah. Isn't that cool? So they don't try to hide it. If you like, were very paying close attention to every single thing you like could have seen it first episode. Our next fun fact is called, uh, so the original Japanese name for Erased, which I'm not even going to try to pronounce. I'm not Japanese and I don't want to offend anybody. Uh, it actually means the town that is missing me, which is a uh, direct response Jeez. to the poem that uh, Kayo writes in the story. I was going to say, Kayo, that's the name of the story she writes. Mm-hmm. Um, the blue butterfly, which we talked about earlier, uh, that signifies revival or Satoru's ability that he uses. That's a reference to the 2004 movie, the butterfly effect, uh, between when, so between when, uh, Satoru is a kid and when he's an adult, I don't know if you guys noticed this, but it switches between a wide frame and a full frame. Uh, so when he's an adult, it's a full frame, but when he's a kid, it becomes like a wide frame. So the top and bottoms of the screen get cut off. Uh, to kind of show his, that in the future he has more of an idea of what he's doing, but in the past he has this narrowed vision and can only see basically what's right in front of him while he's putting together this puzzle. It's I did a really not cool. notice that. Now that you mention it, though, I did notice something. Didn't know what yeah. it was. <laughs> it's it's not noticeable until you like really like oh wait this looks different. <laughs> you really look into it. Um. This one, uh, so episode 11, which is the penultimate episode, uh, it doesn't, uh, the intro doesn't include Satoru at all. Uh, this is signifying him being in the comatose for all those years, so he's missing and uh, from his real life. Uh, when I first watched that episode, I thought my TV was glitching out, and it wasn't, but it's whatever, man. <laughs> I'm not the smartest uh, person. Um, the hamster that Yashiro uh, was foreshadowing in the final episode, or no, in the in the penal, in episode eleven, uh, that he named Spice. You can see little uh, through the beginnings of the anime. You can see a hamster wheel in the classroom in some of the classroom shots. Uh, and then my last one in the final episode. Uh, in the post credit scene where uh, Satoru, Satoru is sitting underneath the bridge uh, right before he sees Irie again, um, you can see the there's graffiti above him that says re uh, semicolon re, 
which is the banger of an intro song that you hear every single time uh, the episode starts. And those are the fun facts, ladies and gentlemen. Very nice. Oh, yeah. And those are fun. So now, finally, since we're already tipping into it, might as well get to our rips and picks. Uh, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> since we've... We're, now, I just had a pick. Um, I guess... Well... You know what? No, this is bugging me. Scott just said there was a glaring plot hole. I gotta know what that is. Well, I mean, yes. The fact that he can just travel back in time to his younger self, if you're looking for... I mean, it's not a plot hole, but it's a... You need to... It it breaks reality without any explanation of why he can do it. Okay, see, that's... But that's not a plot hole, because if you can't do that, then the story doesn't progress and there's no anime. Yeah, a plot hole is a complete well, skipping. Is a complete skipping of. All right, you're you're, you're getting, correct. Getting rid of rising I wasn't really action focusing or on a on a plot hole as much as I was. You said there's nothing that doesn't flow or make sense or hold together. So that that's that's well, what I meant by that more. Than well, anything. I mean, it, it, well, and that's that's actually one of the nice things about this that we we are already kind of already mentioned is revival. It. Is it unbelievable? Well, yeah, it is. But the point is, it's used, not overly used. It's not like time travel the way we're used to seeing it used. Um, and you don't need to know the how it works. I've said this a thousand times whenever I criticize JJ. The mystery box is fine when the story is not about solving the mystery box. We don't need to know how revival works or why it works. It works better. We it just, works better because you don't know. It just this is something that exactly. happens that he can't control, and this is the powers of the universe, you know, letting you be Sam Beckett for a day. Yeah, and yeah. it's not necessary for you to know why it works for the story progresses. That's the difference when you write your story as a mystery box or it has, when you write it as a mystery box, you make the story about the mystery box and that means you have to answer it. When you make it an element, the whatever MacGuffin, which everyone swears is a bad thing and that's what Hitchcock meant, but no. When you make it the means to the end, you don't need to know how it works. You don't, I don't need to know how the DeLorean sucks up uh, uh, plutonium to go back in time. It doesn't matter. It That's not been, the important it part. It would have been a detriment to this anime if they were to try to explain this as some type of quantum entanglement shifting. Oh, it would have been awful. It's not necessary. It would have been an undo, because that would have been a stupid episode with 20 minutes of filler. And exactly. No, we don't need it. It says, he's got this thing. It works. Doesn't know how. Doesn't know why, but it works. And look at that. It's almost like nature trying to correct an error and this yeah. is how it's doing it and that's all you need to know oh, the rest of it is about satoro's quest to make things right yeah uh two quick picks kind of piggybacking off of what we just talked about um first one is there's no filler this is pure oh gosh, story yes, so true so true. It, there, nothing in this anime is can like I would consider filler. I think everything has its purpose. And then um the other one is I love how they present revival like being like a movie film, like the the 
where uh, he has like the the one. It's like a like Jupiter, basically, with all the rings with the movie stuff going around it. I was like, oh, that's so cool. I love that. Just mm-hmm. two little quick ones to start start me off before I start going on a 25 minute rant about how much I love this and 25 um, different picks. Um, I love the intro, both the <clears throat> the graphical presentation of the intro and the song, even though I have no idea what the words mean. Um, it's such a banger, man. It's such a banger. It, 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 it's one of those intros that I don't want to skip. And maybe like the only other intro that I'd really say that I don't want to skip. I just want to sometimes just watch the intro to watch it and hear the song is Firefly. Um, it's one of those in my mind, if you talk, put it on the short list of the best intros that I've seen done. Um, and then the other thing, um, we talked about, you know, there's a lot of good use of framing devices here, but I love the fact that when he's in his revivals and he's trying to have memories and he's thinking things through and things are changing, you get the film strip view kind of, and you can see time merging back and forth. I like that framing device. I, it's just a it's just a way to almost be a soliloquy in his own head, but visualize it for you. Well, here's one, I, and it kind of piggybacks off of yours. Did you notice the intro changed once? No. The intro, the one time, like right after he goes, gets basically almost killed. The intro doesn't show him. Yeah, episode eleven. Oh, that one. Yep. No. Okay. They wow. don't. There's one time where the intro has changed. That wasn't one. Well, I gotta check facts. that I out. You I'm gonna go back. One. I yeah. gotta go back and check that now. Yeah. Okay. I, I, that that was a very interesting yeah. thing. Where a I liked. I agree with you. I loved the intro, but there was the one time because I'm watching the intros because I'm just like I like this, and suddenly it's just like wait a minute, he's not in this intro. What's going on? Oh yeah, um, I I love this anime man so much. It's it's so cool to like go back every time I watch it and find new things. And I think one of my favorite things, uh, and n- not a lot of people like this, is I like that Kaio and Satoru didn't end up together. I think that's believable. Um, <clears throat> if you want to get into like the believable side of people where Satoru is in a coma for 15 years, obviously uh, Kayo is going to move on with her life uh, in some form. Um, and in, in the anime, it doesn't show this, but I, I, have, I have done the deed of buying the manga of this, and uh, in the manga, she doesn't actually get tra- uh, transferred. She doesn't transfer schools uh, when her grandmother takes her. Um, she stays at the school and that's how her and, um, and Hiromi, uh, start to get together. You know, um, and I like that. I like that they didn't get together too, but I like it because yes, it's more believable and it's more realistic, but I also like it because there's a message going on through this entire movie about <clears throat> the importance and the purity of, I want to say fraternal love. And that is not, or platonic love, that is not physical love. Yeah. And, and, and that in some cases, that can be just as important as the other love. This is not a love story about the, the way you classically think of a love story. Um, this is more about the importance of having pure friendships that, um, that can go to a very deep level as well. 
And and if you <clears> have <throat> them get together, then you you short circuit the message of how important those platonic friendships can be. Oh yeah. And what's cool is that obviously he has those weird moments that every every single time time it happens i laugh where he like hits his own head and goes i'm 29 <laughs> dude you're 29 <laughs> every single time i laughed where he is like am, do i like this girl right now but it ends up where it's like he's just happy to have her around and in the end he breaks down crying just seeing her alive and he's so happy that she's just there um which is just it, it it just shows your point so well, Scott. Yep. It's just like you need that that platonic love of just having friends. You don't well, see also, a lot of love, a lot of stories about the power of platonic love. You just don't. Well, yeah, this is very refreshing in that way because, I mean, this is an anime where he doesn't end up with a girl. He doesn't. It's not like he ends up with anyone. He's just he's living his life still. And he's just happy that he everyone's alive and he has friends. That's it. Yeah. Um, I love the friends. I, I love all the characters. Unlike Akira, I was able to relate to them. I was able to be like, oh, th- I-, I like this person. I- I- like one of my favorite ones was Kenya. I love Kenya. Uh, he's the one, the blonde one who ends up being becoming a lawyer. Um, I absolutely love him and how he like knows there's something off with his friend. Uh, I, I don't know about you guys, but I know that my friends, every time there's like, every time there's something bothering me or I'm very deep in thought, my friends also notice that it's like, Oh, okay, cool. Like that's a believable friendship, which is nice to have like believable friendships, believable everything where I'm like, I care about this character, even though they're not super important to the main story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's definitely the difference. One of the big differences between this and Akira. Um, you can tell the difference between the characters. I'm never confused about who is who, and the the characters are likable. Yeah, and the not likable ones are not likable. Which goes to another point that exactly the people who you're not supposed to like, you don't like, and vice versa. Even the ones that are not heroic. You have no particular reason to think, oh, I don't like them. It's just, they're there. Yeah. So. Like, um, the girl, the, I always forget her name, but the girl who, uh, who, um, she, she became alone after she accused Kayo of stealing all the money. Um, and uh like you don't necessarily hate her through the anime but you begin to even start to sympathize with her at the end where she's alone now she there's mm-hmm. yeah, but, yeah. Uh, they even use like, oh. that that's some of the depth of the storytelling though because they bring that up and then they even show i want to say it's a uh, satoro says well maybe i can try to include her because no one he, he it's not just because she was mean where he's reveling in the fact that she's now alone and isolated Exactly. Kids don't really think this way usually, but it's, and Satoru's not a kid, but, uh, you know, he's a 29-year-old in the kid's body, but um, ultimately, I, I thought Crazy. it told some depth in storytelling. Yeah. And, and even just like, like, everything connects, which is awesome. Like, the killer, the killer preys on girls who are alone. Um, yeah. 
And this one moment where he, where uh, the girl is accusing Kaio of taking the money and then she gets embarrassed. She's feeling alone. She isolates herself. That pays off in the end. It pays off because she's used as the bait to get, uh, to get, uh, uh, what's his face? Oh my goodness. My brain Satoru to get to Satoru. It's like that has a purpose. Like we were saying earlier, there's no filler in here. Every single scene has a purpose to it, which is why, like another reason why I love this anime, because it's just, it tells its story and then it's done again. Unlike Akira. Yeah. Where it's like, okay, cool. Like there's nothing that I, at least I can think of genuinely right now that didn't have a purpose. <clears throat> I'm trying to think of a uh, a rip, but I can't think of one because it's it's the perfect it's it's the perfect length. As you said, there's no filler. Uh, the characters are likable, even the ones that are less significant. Uh, they're believable. The setting, everything is. Verisimilitude has been achieved here. Even with a power as unbelievable as revival, you can immerse yourself because everything else matches. It's, and if you're a fan of true crime or a mystery, this is right up your alley. I do have a yeah. rip, and it's a minor. It's a minor plot hole in a way, but it is a rip. Whether it's 1988 or 2006, the Japanese police department sucks. This dude, That's not this, a rip. That's just a fact. This dude, is, <laughs> this dude is not even attempting to really hide and go on the run. Like, he's on the... Like, he jumps off a balcony in his apartment complex and then just hides in the alley and no one can find him. He's hiding at his friend's yeah. house and no one can find him. The cops have his friend's house surrounded and he runs out the back door and gets away on a pizza girl's bike. Yeah. The, uh, he's well, hiding sure. under a bridge. The cops in the past can't catch this serial kidnapper and killer of children. And he gets to I throw them off say, every time. It, the, movie, the, the manga does require the cops to be incompetent. Yeah. I will say, though, Scott, I'm pretty sure this is, this is only a half uh, rebuttal um, because I'm pretty sure in the 80s, Japanese police funding was cut significantly, as well as um, they were being bought out, like bribed and stuff by gangs and everything. Yeah, but the, so, the Yakuza wouldn't have gotten involved in this case. But if they got their funding cut, plus having lived in Japan, I could say when your crime rate is pretty low. Yakuza aside, in which case you're getting bribed, like you mentioned, um, you don't have to have. Let's just put it this way: detectives there don't have to have as extensive training as some other countries. Okay, let me rephrase. From my Western eye, no, 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 no. That, that, the I'm not saying your rip is wrong. I'm not saying your rip is it, wrong. It, it's just the, uh, it's an. I it's had a bigger struggle with that, disbelief. I'm sorry, Mark. We both paused and went at the same time. I have a, I have a bigger struggle with the disbelief of the incompetence of the police department than I do with okay. revival. Okay. Mm. And, and that's fair. I mean, it, and you might be right. I could be wrong about but, that. But 
it's not it's a minor point that it's it's not like it's not like dark knight rises where you really need the police to be incompetent the whole way through and matthew bondine really has to have a problem with batman and everyone goes with him on it otherwise this does not work or or even in dark knight where you need the police to be this incompetent or this doesn't work yeah i'll agree that's more of a nitpick than it is a rip a rip's a rip so scott i got you here you go um so uh i can't believe i didn't mention this if you go back to season two of cold case chase i cover a case called the setagaya murders which happens in japan in 2001 so not too far off from 2006 when this was taking place and uh it's all about a case where a man snuck into a family's house killed all of them i remember left their bodies there uh pooped in their toilet, did not flush, ate their food, slept on their bed, left a whole bunch of DNA evidence, and he was never found. I, I remember this story. <laughs> hmm. So, you, you can look at that any way you want. It could just be a one-case wonder, or it could be... Oh, a man. This, Maybe it just yeah, adds trend. some verisimilitude to the story. Yeah. Well, but you know what, though, too? Um, Ruck, you've mentioned this before, that... Um, Usually, a lot of what should seem, in hindsight, were obvious giveaways were overlooked by police. Yeah. I mean, so, obviously, with 2020 Vision, it's going to be like, oh, why didn't you look into that? I mean, even a case uh, that will be coming up, we have people throwing away evidence because it smelled bad. <laughs> now, wasn't and, there, now, and wasn't um, with what's his name? Um, Oh shoot! What what was the one the the one that was killed in prison? The serial killer killed in prison. Um, uh, Dahmer. That's a Shane question. That's not me. Dahmer. Yeah, probably Dahmer. Dahmer. He thank you, Jeffrey Dahmer. One of his victims got away, and the cops found the guy, and they basically did nothing. They said it's his word versus your word, and it was in the eighties, and uh, they didn't really. Uh, Want to make too big of a fuss over men of his sexual orientation. Right. So, I mean, that even then, it's... it's it, and, and so that nitpick you just made, Scott, that was more a criticism of when policing goes wrong. <laughs> I have <laughs> more a More than it was... Sorry. No, I, go ahead. Does anybody else feel... I don't know if this is a rip or not. I don't know what it is, but this is probably the right time to ask it. I get what the spider's thread thing was supposed to be saying. You have the spider's thread. It's your lifeline. If you can remember that others are as important as you are and that sacrifice of yourself for others is the key to your own salvation, then you can escape from hell and get to paradise. Do you feel that that might have been tacked on a little rushed at the end and that there might have should have been maybe some earlier elaboration to that part? I kind of get where it was going, but I felt like it was a very late ad as a motivation of the villain and a very late ad to try to piece that together in your first watches. Why, is, why are we going into this Greek mythology about uh, Kanata, I believe, and, uh, and, and this spider's thread out of hell from the Buddha? 
Um, so actually I have an answer to this. So I don't think it was tacked on because like I said, in the fun facts, one thing that you can notice if you go back and watch it is that right before characters are about to die or they are being stalked by, uh, Yashiro, they have the spider's thread above them. Um, and you don't really see it unless you like, look at it. Well, like you might notice it, but I don't think that was because also because of something Yashiro says to uh, Satoru uh, in some of the earlier episodes and as well as uh, in the some of the later episodes where he is uh, where you see like the memorial that the class has for Kayo and the other two. Um, you see that he talks about life and not wasting your life and uh, the life that you have, you only get one and stuff like that and living for it. So I don't think it was tacked on. Let, per me, se. let me rephrase. I don't think it was tacked on, but do you feel like it should have been introduced a little earlier so that there could have been more of a discussion or an understanding of why is he seeing the, the, the spider's thread on the kids? I know it's because of the hamster and he could see it from that point on, but, and why does he feel he needs to kill the people with the spider's thread? Uh, maybe yeah. we don't need all these motivations for the villain. I know Mark hates that, but I'm I'm just wondering: should it have been introduced? Did it feel to you guys like it should have been introduced out more in the open before episode eleven? To me, no. I kind of felt maybe introducing it around episode nine or even in ten, so that it could be a little more elaborated on. It felt to me. I know it wasn't tacked on. It's clearly part of the design to the whole thing. To me, it felt like it was brought out into the daylight a little late in the game to have the full I, impact that it could I, have. I think the problem there is, though, if you tack it on earlier, you have to use the, the, the killer's voice and people figure it out earlier than the writer wanted them to see. Yeah. I, so you're, one, he's showing his hand before he wants to at that point. Right, and then you'd have to show the hand of the killer before episode 10. Yeah, and the, so you don't need to do that. Plus... What I think was key about that, too, was really nice. That is a pick of mine now that I think about it, is that it shows him displaying a very common serial killer behavior, and that is cruelty to animals. Uh, the way he tortured those hamsters and killed them, um, that's a common serial killer trait. Yeah, I guess that's a that 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 could be seen so, as a pick. I would have looped that into my earlier rip as part of the many oh no, things that went into that made me because that is a common trait of serial killers to take their that's one of their first steps. In fact, is to maim or kill animals, and th that and they might like the animal. They really might. But another thing is that's nice about this is that. You know, a lot of serial killers, as we've seen, they seem like upstanding, ordinary people. They're the guy next door you wouldn't suspect for a moment. And the same thing with his teacher. You never would have suspected him. They wrote it exactly right. I think the problem is a lot of Westerners, a current Western, when we write a serial killer, we want to make them uh, hyperly crazy and weird and eccentric. It's like, that's, that's not true at all. Yeah, that, that's they're not more true at all. To be they're, Ted Bundy, that if you meet them in the real world, you're never going to guess. You'll never yeah. suspect a thing. They could be the guy next door. I mean, remember here in Cleveland, or your editor, 
or your editor. I mean, you're in Cleveland. <laughs> Remember uh, the guy that, what's his name? That Castro guy that uh, yeah, had yeah, Ariel kidnapped Castro. those girls. The guy said, his neighbor said, I would have never suspected it. The guy came out, he played with his dog, he worked on his car, we had, had barbecue, barbecue together. <laughs> I mean, he would have never, he said, I saw him every day and I never would have suspected a thing. I watched something on Dahmer recently and when he was being arrested, the guy across the hall said, what's going on in Jeff's apartment over there? What, you know, because he's like, he didn't believe it could have been him doing something wrong. And they're like, we found 12 human skulls in there. And the guy just couldn't believe it. Right. It's, and so that was a very nice touch and to, um, and nor did they try to justify him. At any point, was it like, oh, yeah, it's such a, it's not his fault. It was like, no, nah, he's a serial killer. He needs to be put yeah. away. The old villains who twirl their mustache are easy to spot. Are you, do you have a camera? I'm literally twirling my mustache right now as we're talking. So are you <laughs> looking at me right now somehow, Scott? I can't answer that. Well, oh, God. Well, I need to find the cameras. It seems like there's, you know, we've gone through a lot of nice picks and the rips, if there are really any, live in are Ohio, so- Ruck shoot <laughs> sorry <Mark. laughs> rips the rips are if they're there are so insignificant so as to really just come out the personal nitpicks more than they are boy this thing you know like you know like matrix resurrections of geez we can tell this guy didn't care you know we we could tell the what you know wachowski didn't care um whereas this you could tell a lot of attention went into it and then he rips you're just gonna, are going to be personal like and eh, in like that part but otherwise it's a sounds like a sterling show so unless anyone else has got a rip they're just dying to tell us i think it's time to rate and wrap up our final thoughts about this thing let's do it. i'm ready if you guys are all right so how many revivals are we giving this thing and i'll get the ball rolling i'm going to give this a 10 there was at no point filler. It was binge worthy. I desperately wanted to see the next, the subsequent episodes. Uh, at no point was I taken out of the story. At any no point was I suddenly going, "Huh? Wait a minute. What? Why would they do that?" You know, I never did that. Um, I accepted revival right from the start. It followed the pattern of criminal behavior. Kept me on my toes. And I would recommend it to anybody. Ten revivals. I'll go next. Um, I, I, this is an excellent uh, piece of entertainment. The animation is good. The, the sound staging is good. The voice acting on the dub is good. Storytelling is a... It's concentrated. It knows the story that it wants to tell. And it never strays from telling that. This works as a science fiction story. It works as a detective noir story. It works as an exploration of the human condition. It works as a mystery. It works as a whodunit. Those are the same things. Why don't you just come up with some more synonyms and, um, or pronounce that word correctly. But, um, <laughs> there's some more cinnamons, please. I need some more cinnamons toast crunch. Um, it works on every level uh, that you can evaluate it on. I, I, I give it a 10. There's nothing I can take away from this. It was binge-worthy. Uh, unlike um, the show we watched last week, I did not have to force myself through this and did not fall asleep during a part of it at any given time. 
So, um, 10 out of 10. All right. I'm going to give it a very high score for a simple fact. I got so enthralled in this that I binge-watched this whole show in one sitting. <laughs> yep. Not planning that. on it. Not planning on it. I was planning on watching one or two, maybe three episodes and going to bed because I had work in the morning. And <laughs> uh, that didn't happen. I watched the whole show all at once and had some extra caffeine in the morning. <sighs> <laughs> Thanks, Rock. <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome. But that was it. This show enthralled me because the entire time I was sitting there going, what's happening next? What's happening next? What's happening next? And I wanted to know. And again, for everything we've brought up, this is a solid story that works together, doesn't really have any plot holes, and doesn't go off in areas that I hate. It works solid. And I like it for that reason. So, because of that, I'm happy with it, and I'm giving it 10 out of 10. Well, I guess it's my turn. Where do I start? Amazing visuals. One that I always come back to for the visuals is where they are about to... uh, CPS is about to go and take Kayo, and Kayo's mother swings a shovel at uh, Sachiko, at Satoru's mother. and hits her and you see that slow motion blood kind of flying a little bit and it doesn't feel out of place that is just one of my favorite visuals visually this anime is amazing i love all the little things that you can see you see things in the background that you're like oh man uh that's relating to this audio wise i love the voice actors they give a believable performance all of the characters are believable um this so this anime the first time i watched it much like thomas i binged it and most times i do watch it i do binge it because you can watch it in about four and a half hours um which is crazy to me like i will probably watch it tomorrow uh after i'm done editing this uh if that's anything to tell you um this was one of the first animes i've watched and i always recommend it to people um scott when we were watching Akira, uh, in your rating of Akira, I believe you said something along the lines of, if this is the best that anime has to offer, I don't think that anime is for me. Um, to which I respond, I don't think Akira is the best. I think that this genuinely is the best anime that I've ever seen. Um, always keeps me on my toes, always keeps me happy. I love the cute little scenes between Kayo and Satoru, uh, where like they're standing in the middle watching the foxes run around them, or the science center date. Um, and if you couldn't tell already, I'm going to give this a 10 out of 10. Go watch this, please, dear Lord. If you have not watched this, go watch it. <laughs> well, that sounds like a wonderful ringing endorsement. And Sickies, it's a great way to end anime April. We might have to revisit this month again, but we'll get to we'll talk about that another day. We have two months that start with A, so it might work. Nonetheless, thank you for joining us, Ruck, this month. And 
for joining us as always sickies if you'd like we always recommend checking out the other great shows on raving lunatic media not just this one but we also have the caseatorium as i said this is a crossover so definitely check out the other uh wonderful uh podcasts over the caseatorium there uh Layla still working on the haunted elevator and um also ztf we recently had an a mid month episode drop volcan doesn't need help and i've only listened to it about four times now maybe five <laughs> because i'm just that entertained by it however i feel next month will be eclipsed even more so go check out zodiac task force and is there anything else i need to that i need to mention here i think i hit them all <clears throat> No, I think that's it. All right, cool. And so if you have any questions about this or any other wonderful things at Raving Lunatic Media, you can comment at our Discord or at www. Nope, not this week. RavingLunaticMedia.com, RavingLunaticMedia.com, RavingLunaticMedia.com. Rage Master. You're 29! What's left for them to do? (laughs) Stay sick, sickies. and otherwise all this month on sci-fi melody we will be reviewing some of the best sci-fi anime in anime april the art style is always so needs oh man it's everything there's sci-fi oh my and there's always bad guys it's anime it's anime it's anime it's anime Catch the sickness. Hey, hey, I've seen this one. I've seen this one. This is a classic. This is our uh, sci-fi melody. Dresses up as a man from space. What do you mean you've seen this? It's brand new. Yeah, well, I saw it on a rerun.